goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP seasons. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Caught in the end zone! <laughs> Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. Oh, Alright, what is going on everybody? How is everybody doing today? We are here, week 10 of the NFL season. This season is flying by. What's going on, Tom? What's going on, Tom? We ready to preview these uh, these upcoming Let's Week 10 it. games? We are, and our midseason awards. Yeah, so we're going to do um, a quick preview of like the marquee matchups here for Week 10. We're going to give our usual upset picks of the week, and then we're going to give our predictions kind of midway through the season on who we still think is going to win MVP, Depoy, Opoy. Oh, Opoy, that sounded weird. Opoy, uh, D-Roy, and then Offensive Rookie of the Year, and then Coach of the Year. So we'll do that in the second half. We'll go through these previews to start off. Um, solid, I think, slate this week. Um, I don't think it's like terrible, but I, I think there's a decent amount of games. Um, we currently getting like a, a stinker out of the way. Panthers Bears on Thursday night. Um, they're currently up seven three as we're recording this game. But uh, we're, we're gonna start off with we'll do Texans Bengals, which I think is actually gonna be a pretty entertaining game. Stroud is coming off arguably the best quarterback performance of this season, and this I think should be a decently high scoring game in Cincinnati. Neither defense is really elite. Um, I know the Bengals are still nursing some wide receiver injuries. It's looking a little bit more likely that Chase will play week 10 than T. Higgins based off practice today. Yeah, um, Chase said today, he goes, in my mind, I'm playing in week 10. So I guess that means like as long as he's allowed to, he's going to. Yeah. And then I think Nico Collins is questionable and possibly Dalton Schultz as well. Damian Pierce um, too. Damian, oh, maybe it was Pearson and Collins. Yeah. Um, and I know like Robert Woods is questionable. So definitely a lot of offensive pieces are going to be questionable in this game. It's a good game for sure. I mean, I've bet against the Bengals here on the previews the last two weeks where I picked the Niners to win, and then I picked the, the Bills to win last week. So I will not be doing three weeks in a row. I'm going to end it there, um, and I'm going to take the Bengals to beat uh, Houston here. Third to Tom, you, you like the Bengals as well? Yeah, definitely. I think the Bengals are fully back, and they're 4-3 and three now, I think. Uh, they are 5-3. Five 5-3, and, three. Five and, three. and well, they go, they go to 6-3. and three. So they'll be, um, they're still going to be lone, one loss behind the Ravens, I think. Still in total contention of that division. Yeah, so they're five and three, last place in the AFC North. No, it's pretty nuts. That good of a division, crazy. Um, uh, Dom, you like the Bengals? Yeah, as this well? is a simple. Don't overthink it. Uh, the Texans are ninth, or yeah, I guess they give up the ninth most passing yards per game. We just saw Baker basically torch them. I'm expecting Joe Burrow to torch them. Um, I think this game could kind of get away from the Texans. I mean, we've seen them um, some games struggle, but overall. Like you said, they will score some points, but I would not be surprised if the Bengals just keep rolling and they win this game by like 10 to 15 easy. Yeah. Um, kind of just looking at like top scoring teams here in the AFC, I'm like kind of shocked. They're they're the third highest scoring team in the AFC South. <laughs> wow. Okay. The Indianapolis Colts are the fourth highest scoring team in the AFC. This well, they had that, that shootout against the Browns. Yeah. They have... 24 more points on the year than the Kansas City Chiefs. They have, wow, okay. I did not know that they were the fourth highest team in the AFC. <laughs> that kind of caught my eye for a second. Um, so we're picking a clean sweep for Cincinnati. And I think if Burrow has like an elite game here against Houston, 
there's a good chance he's like kind of back in the MVP oh, conversation. I wouldn't say that – like we'll get to those in a little bit, but there's no like guaranteed like I think lock for it. Like nobody's in like minus odds to uh, win the award no. right now. So this, yeah, would be a big week for Burrow. Uh, we'll do a Jacksonville Niners preview next. The Niners, man, they, they're coming back down. Like they're on a what, three-game losing streak or have lost three to their last mm-hmm. – No, three-game losing streak. Three-game losing streak. Oh, yeah, yes, to uh, Minnesota, uh, Dallas, and Cincy. Yes. Or no, Minnesota – no, they beat Dallas. Who am I thinking of? Uh, Browns. Browns. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the P.J. Walker game. <laughs> and then, yeah, so this is a tough one, man. In Jacksonville, 5-3 um, and three Niners against the 6-2 and two Jaguars. Dom, who do we like for this one? This one might not be as easy as the previous This is game. definitely the game of the week, in my opinion. Um, I'm a little mm-hmm. concerned that it's in Jacksonville because I do think the Niners are the better team. And, but like we said... They haven't won a game now in over a month because they've lost three in a row and just had a bye, which is, can you imagine saying the 49ers haven't won a game in a month? Like, that makes no sense to say mm-hmm. based on how they were playing early in the season. Like, a part of me thinks they just can't, they're just not going to lose four in a row, although this is a tough game. I'm going to hope here that Purdy looks like he did the first month of the season. I'm going to hope that cmc looks like his dominant self and i'm gonna hope that brandon Ayuk gets back on track i'm gonna take the 49ers here in a very 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 close game in my opinion yeah i'm gonna go with the niners too i'm looking at their injury report right now um debo practice full so he's back two days in a row javon hargrave limited practice um so he probably should play trent williams is practicing again which is pretty big for them so i think i think if trent williams practices and he and he plays it's gonna be Huge, because then he could uh, line up against the Jaguars. Um, I guess he doesn't worry about Trayvon Walker, but Josh Allen is a pretty formidable opponent. So I'm going to roll with uh, the 49ers. All right, this is tough, man, because I'm on kind of a streak because we picked, or at least I picked the Niners to beat the Vikings. And then I forget if we all picked the Niners to beat the Bengals. And um, so that's two in a it's two in a row and then are we all gonna pick the Niners here I think like the Niners are the better team and we obviously have a solid offense going up against a really good defense I'm um, at least in the front seven obviously the the Niners secondary is beatable for sure it being in Jacksonville like you said Dom is really tough to pick the Niners but it's gonna be tough to bet against them I don't see this team going five and four I think it's way too talented to do so so I'm gonna go another clean sweep here I'm gonna take San Fran to win this game um so we're gonna start things off with two clean sweeps not gonna look great too if we see the Texans or the Jaguars win could be a big week for the uh AFC South, who knows? Um, so we'll hop into a AFC North division matchup. Um, it is kind of crazy that the uh, the Browns, Bengals, Steelers, all five and three, the Baltimore Ravens, who probably have kind of the most hype out of any team in the AFC currently, coming off some major wins. Um, two of the last three weeks, blowing out the uh, Lions three weeks ago, and then last week, uh, blowing out the Seattle Seahawks. So they got Deshaun Watson and the five and three Browns at home, a very good Browns team. Tom, do we like Baltimore continuing their their winning streak, going eight and two on the season, or this is just gonna be like an AFC North matchup? I mean, the over unders at thirty eight, so this might not be a high scoring game for sure. So, who do we like here? Yeah, I think this is gonna be a classic AFC North slugfest. Like this is these these are the best games in football. The AFC North, I think by far they play the best games against each other in the NFL. Um, and no matter who, how, like how good one team is and how bad the other, unless it's like the zero and sixteen Browns, they always keep it close. And this spread says six and a half. Um, I don't know. I think I think it could be closer, but I think I do want to pick Baltimore at home. They're absolutely rolling. And I'm going to talk a bit more about Lamar later, um, but I think I'm going to roll with Baltimore for this one. 
Okay. Dom, we like Baltimore as well. I mean, we just said on the last episode that the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. They're so well-rounded. So, like, me me picking them here to lose would make no sense. Although, like, I could see it happening. Um, I agree with what Tom said. I think this is going to be a lot closer than the six and a half indicates. But when these teams did play about a month ago, the Ravens won 28-3. to Granted, DTR was playing for the Browns, but the Ravens' offense was still in full swing that day, so I think that will carry over. Um, so I have to take the Ravens here at home, although I am expecting a closer game. If I was picking the spread, though, I would definitely take the Browns here. I don't think 6.5. The way the Browns looked last week, I think they will at least stay in this game. I don't think they're going to lose by more than a touchdown. Yeah, off quick okay. math, I'm seeing six and a half and thirty-eight and a half, so seven and thirty-nine. That would be twenty-three sixteen. I don't. That's I don't. I don't know if you team. They might be. Might be like a nineteen fourteen kind hate, of game, like just a total weird I don't one. Hate that. That seems. But I don't know. Yeah. Ugh, man, this is tough. I mean, I'm seeing six and a half. We saw six and a half last week. I was like, why is that the spread Seahawks and Ravens? And there was obviously a reason for that. I kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, I think Baltimore could win in this one ugly. Like, like you said, the Ravens won this a couple weeks ago earlier in the year with uh, DTR playing in that game through three interceptions for Cleveland. Um, and it wasn't any close. I mean, Cleveland's obviously going to play more competitive in this one. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think the Ravens are the better team. They're at home. They're one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the NFL right now. It's tough not to pick them. I'm going to go Ravens as well. I mean, that's who I had here. I just like it. I'm, now I'm getting like, we're, we're all picking chalk yeah, here. I like, we got three straight favorites and we're all picking them. Maybe we'll get some variants in the next game. Um, but yeah, this is... Okay, so yeah, Baltimore wins this one. They would go to 8-2. and two. They would have two games on the uh, Browns, just in the head-to-head. And then um, they would obviously have just another game in the, the win and loss column as well. And they would be very close to locking up the AFC North, like which is the team they'd be having. Obviously, the Steelers aren't too far behind if they get a win, and they technically have the head-to-head tiebreaker right now. But yeah, it's also funny just kind of looking at the Steelers and their negative 30, um, their point differential right now on the season and just like the Ravens are plus 115 and, and it's just like the Ravens are so much of a better team than Pittsburgh still do not know how they beat them at all I guess because you get fourth quarter Kenny Pickett from time to time um <laughs> so yeah we we all yeah we all got the same teams for the first three games uh we got uh we'll do we'll do New Orleans Minnesota next the Vikings are three-point underdogs at home I guess this might be the Josh Dobbs versus Derek Carr effect I don't like the Saints at all. I haven't liked them all year. Um, it seems like they've been so inconsistent. It seems they play very down to their opponents because they have the talent to be a much better than a 5-4 and four team. It is looking like they are the best team in the NFC South, though. I mean, Dobbs, man, they, they rallied around him last week. It was such a big win against Atlanta, but it's tough to pick them to beat the Saints. But you know what? I, I don't like the Saints. I, I haven't liked them all year. I'm going Minnesota to win. Um, this would technically be an upset pick. Minnesota is at home. Dobbs is a solid quarterback. You can make an argument that Dobbs has been just as good, if not better, than Derek Carr this year. Um, and with even less weapons going on in Arizona. And then obviously not even knowing the playbook. And still not great weapons in his first game in Minnesota. Like obviously Addison and, and Hawker solid, but no Justin Jefferson. Um, they lost Cam Akers. And yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota to win this game. A lot of playoff implications on this one for both teams, maybe even more for Minnesota because the division might be out of reach at one point. But yeah, I'm going to go Minnesota. I'll throw it to Tom next. Are we going to have some variants in this game or do you like Minnesota as well? Nah, I like Minnesota. Um, I told you guys right before we right before we hit record today, I think this Vikings team, they're like just so fun and like rally around their guy. Like they love, 
you could like you could tell how much they love Kirk and like he goes down they immediately start rallying around Josh Dobbs like I love this team um I think I think they do pull it off here at three point dogs at home too I, I I like Minnesota a lot here and like you said the Saints just don't impress anybody ever they like Derek Carr is not playing well um Chris Olave hasn't been looking that great like he's got all these targets and these opportunities but like he has some bad drops Kamara now they're like a full split now with Jamal Williams which doesn't really help my uh mid-season fantasy draft pick he immediately goes to 45 percent of snaps um but I think the Saints are kind of just not impressing anybody so I'm gonna go with Minnesota Dom, clean sweep again? No, not not this time. I Let's think, go. I think you guys are overlooking the fact, like, yes, Josh Dobbs played amazing last week in relief, but are we going to forget how he looked the first eight weeks of the he season? Was like, he was so bad the first eight weeks of the season, where I think that if he goes up against this Saints defense, which is currently seventh in yards allowed per game, like, I think there's a chance the Saints just don't allow the Vikings to even score, like, 14. Which then I feel comfortable that Derek Carr can at least score one touchdown and then get in field goal range another three times. So, again, like even last week against um, a Taylor Heineke-led offense, like the Falcons were still somewhat in it against this Vikings team. It, it, um, the the Falcons made a few key mistakes which really let the Vikings take that game. So, I think that the Saints defense overall is a lot better than the Falcons. And I think the Saints then um, can go to Minnesota I think they can win this game. I mean, they are the favorite, so for me, it's not an upset. But I guess since I'm the the solo one here, I guess it would be considered an upset for us. So I'm gonna take the Saints on the road, and I mean, if the Saints get to six and four, I mean, they're they're looking uh, even better at playoffs. Full yeah. control. I think you're hating on Dobbs too much. I know he was. Like, I don't like, think you remember how bad like he was on the run. Nah, he no, wasn't good, man. Dude, but like this team also is not trying to win. Look okay, at his weapons. Okay, but there. who are his? Look at Who the are the current play. weapons on the Vikings right now? Hawkinson, Addison, and Jefferson oh, next oh, week. Oh, 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 oh. Hawkinson by ne- far the best week. weapon. You said next week. Next week, of course. No, no, no. Next this week, Hawkinson by okay, far. That's it, though. The Saints can cover two guys. Like they're not. I'm not expecting Josh Dobbs to yeah. light it up. Like and Madison. I mean, not Madison stinks. There's no run game. I I don't think he's much worse than James Conner or whatever the backup they had after that. You sleeping on him a little bit. Yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. That, 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 that's that's a you're hating on Dave Conner. I can tell you that. Well, I'm not hating on Josh Dobbs, former you Pittsburgh should. Steeler. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't. I I like. I don't think Dobbs is that much worse than Derek Carr this year. I think that's a little overreaction. I mean, we know Carr's. Been, I saw Dom has good points. Like he's a game I, manager. I like, Dobbs does not turn the ball over yes, either, he and he's a good rusher too. He can't. Nobody runs like Josh Dobbs on on a on a broken tackle scramble. I will give him that. I don't know. I just don't think that, like, I get, like, Dobbs is not a good quarterback, sure. But, honestly, I don't think he's a bottom, like, five quarterback in the league. I think he's bottom quarterback. ten? Ten? I don't know. There's I don't only, know, there's dude. You're going to see some of quarterbacks playing this week. Okay, There is some bad quarterbacks playing this week. Okay, obviously, like, Tam- Tommy DeVito, but he's not an, he should not be an NFL quarterback. That's a different discussion. He's kind of got a rocket, though. <laughs> That's a different discussion, though. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Um, all right, so we at least got some variants there. Uh, last game, we got Detroit going to the Chargers. The Ch- uh, Detroit are three-point favorites in LA. This will probably be like a Detroit home game. The over-under is 48.5. We should see a lot of points um, because of these two high-powered offenses. Neither defense is really anything spectacular. So I'll start off again. I like the Chargers to win this one at 
quote-unquote home um they have a little bit of momentum i mean after beating the jets last monday night i won't say that's like that much of an impressive win but like the team still looked fairly solid um they're coming off a win against the bears so like they've been able to like not play down to their opponents over the last two weeks this will be their toughest test since playing the chiefs in which they played well in the first half not as much in the second half, but I do think that this could be quote unquote an upset as well because they are underdogs in this game. Um, so I like the Chargers to win at home. Dom, are you going to agree with me or do you like Detroit to win this one on the road to advance to seven and two on Give me the Lions here? They're coming off a bye. They have the, the Lions actually have a better um, defense in regards to total yards allowed than the Jets do. And the Jets allowed less than 200 yards to the Chargers. So I think the Lions will be able to handle this team and the Chargers defense is the worst in the league when it comes to passing. So I think with Jared Goff, Amon Ra, um, maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones gets a little work this week. Um, I think I think this Lions offense will be able to score at their leisure on this Chargers team. And like we said, uh, coming off a bye, Dan Campbell's going to have them riled up. It will be a home game in Detroit. In, yeah, it will be a Detroit home game in LA. I'm fairly confident in that. So I'm going to take the Lions here on the road. So... I'm glad you took the Chargers because we don't have any variant. Uh, we'll have some variants here then. Yeah. All right, Tom, what do we got here for the favorite? I like the Chargers uh, earlier, but I'm looking at the team offense stats right now. The Lions have the second best team offense in the NFL, and they're off a bye, and David Montgomery's back. So their offense is now at full at full strength. Jameer Gibbs is now an established member of the offense. They're in a dome, and they're against and they're in a dome against a team that doesn't have a good home crowd. Everything that can give the Lions an advantage is giving them an advantage. I think laying three on the road, I think that's a good number um, or appropriate. Obviously, not giving gambling advice, but I think that the Lions do pull this out. They can just feed Amon Ra and Laporta literally the entire game, and the Chargers, like Dom said, bottom two pass defenses should not have an answer for it. And as an Amon Ra fantasy manager, I would be ecstatic about that. And as a Justin Herbert fantasy manager, them being down would also make me ecstatic. I honestly think nowadays, though, like professional sports, home field isn't really much of a thing anymore, especially in NFL games. I feel like it shouldn't give you that much like leeway in points, and I don't think this is going to be like this is nothing new to the Chargers. I mean, there's definitely more passionate fan bases that have gone to like LA this season, and I think if it's not like a like a big college atmosphere, maybe some like diehard playoff like baseball games, I don't really think home field matters too much. No, to, like, I think there are teams yes. that it does. I, I will say the Eagles. The 49ers, the Bills, like the Ravens, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Easy. Yeah, Dallas. I'm um, going to like New Orleans. They travel well. New Orleans? The Saint. The, you, 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 no, you, don't think, you don't think crowd, that the Super Bowl has, has a good crowd? Uh, they have a good, been good at home, though. Good crowd. Sure. I don't like, think it should. Their actual record has not been good recently, I believe. I don't think it should sway points in like a betting aspect. Fair like, the, and, like the Niners recently just got pounced by and the, the Steelers. The Steelers, the Giants, and the Jets also all travel very well. Like if you go to like Arizona, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the Arizona game, that cool. it was it was more it was more Giants than Carl's. And the Steeler fans, they That's travel well. Arizona and I would say Heinz Field. <laughs> I've been I haven't been to to too many NFL stadiums, but you feel it ten times more when you're in Heinz Heinz Field than you are in MetLife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess like as it gets colder for some of like those specific stadiums, that definitely helps too. Um, also update on the the price watch to the greatest offensive shootout in a couple weeks. Pats Giants tickets have now dropped below one hundred. Oh, so good! Can. It'll probably be at like thirty five a ticket by the time the game comes around. I know. Now I got a gripe too because I'm like trying to go to Dolphins Raiders in Miami in next week, and tickets are like one sixty. Always on PT. Dolphins though. are good. 
I know. <laughs> chill, chill. Um, so we got um, upset picks. I'll make mine easy. Like I could have went with Minnesota three point underdogs. I'll. I, I kind of like the Chargers a little bit more to pull off the upset as three point underdogs. I'm kind of shocked. I thought this would be like a week. Like maybe it's gonna change or maybe it's different now than like what I'm seeing. But like I think this could be like a sneaky like two and a half. And you got to pick the field goal or not. Like three seems pretty safe to pick the Chargers here. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers as my upset pick. Tom, who's gonna be yours for the week? I'm gonna take the easy way out and I'm going to. Pick the Vikings. Go Minnesota. Yep. Gotcha. Broke it down already. That's why I like the Vikings. All right, Dom. You can't I, take the easy way out because you took the favorites in the last two exactly, games. I took five favorites yeah. today, actually. So I don't like that's 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 not Damn. looking good for me. I'm sure that's Fade not going to go well. Um, I mean, some of these lines aren't really that favorable. This is going to be gross, no. and maybe maybe it works out for me. I doubt it does. I know you're going to do. I think you maybe you do. I'm taking the Broncos plus. I'll take the Broncos. Oh, no. I was not taking the Broncos. I mean, no, it's money line, seven, but you got yeah, no, no, no. They're seven-point like dogs. Um, Latavius Murray just I like it. hosted a players-only meeting today. So, Buffalo's not doing good if that's happening. Um, Bro, who's pulling up to Latavius Murray's players-only meeting? So, <laughs> I'm surprised you like them over, like, maybe the Commanders. But I, I, was gonna, I thought that you were going to go Commanders. I don't have faith. Like, the, Seattle, so you guys know my method. When you get destroyed on the road and then come home, you're going to win that game. I think going back to Seattle, like, I think they'll be fine. Um, the Broncos have kind of turned it around, like, a little bit. The Bills do not look special by any means. Like, they could realistically be 3-6 and six right now, potentially. Like, they could have lost mm-hmm. two of the games they won. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Broncos. Again, no, no real faith in it, but out of all of my options, um, that's what I'm going to roll with. Yeah, you need right. one more point to take your Cardinals with Kyler it, coming it's back. It's up to two and a half now. That would have been a nice one. Oh, uh, it's at two. Yeah, all right. That's what I'm seeing. It could be different think, um, now. No, I'm seeing two on draft. The Falcons win that game. One and a half on Fanduel actually. I think the Falcons win. Um, so we'll jump into our awards. So we're gonna go basically on who we think will win the award at the end of the year, not like who is gonna be the like award winner if the season ended today. Um, so we'll start off obviously with MVP. We'll rattle off who we each think. Um, Patrick Mahomes is currently the favorite at plus 275 to win the award. And then it's Hertz, Lamar not far behind. A little bit on the way back to uh, And then you got Burrow, Allen, and Lawrence. That all seems semi-long shots right now with Burrow the best odds out of the three. Dom, I'll throw it to you first. Um, who do you think is going to win MVP at the end of the 2023 season? You mentioned it earlier. This is one of the one years where there's not really a clear runaway winner at this point in the season. Um, just the way that the season's going, I do have faith that the Eagles will probably win the NFC, which I think gives Hurts a little bit of an edge. I think the AFC is just kind of a mess right now. Tua just struggles on the road and versus good teams. Um, Mahomes has not looked elite elite this year i mean like yes he's obviously top five quarterback but he has not been insane lamar and the ravens i again i think the ravens are probably the best team in the afc right now but i think they'll slow down um and i think burrow and allen and uh lawrence who you mentioned are just too far behind so i'm gonna take hurts here just because i think the eagles will most likely go on to win uh at least get the one seed in the nfc and i don't see them losing more than twice this year two more times this year so i think hurts has a good shot of winning it so i'll go with him yeah, I'll make mine quick. I, I picked Hurts preseason. I'm gonna still ride with that. I don't think there's anything to really like stray me away from that. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take Hurts, who's slightly behind Mahomes right now. Um and like you said, like they still a one loss team. Um he still looks really good, even though he might be like kind of dealing with some injuries. Uh so I'm gonna take Hurts to still win the MVP at the end of the year. I think that will happen and he'll get his first. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I really wanna pick Hurts too. I said I would have thought about Lamar later. I was I'm still kinda torn between him and Hurts, but like 
the Ra- like if the Ravens wind up winning 12 games, the Eagles could very well go 16 and 1. And if they win, and they, they're probably going to stampede through the NFC. They look they look the best of any team in the, in the league right now. So I think as long as he stays healthy, I, this is Jalen Hurts' award to lose. Um, he has the rushing upside. He has the rushing touchdowns. He still he turned the ball over a little bit, but he didn't look. He doesn't look as like as clean as it last year. But I think this team is playing better. I'm 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 gonna go with Hurts. Are we all picking Hurts? Yeah, not great, but I mean it's our logic checks out. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts. Alright. Um so yeah, you guys like you guys both pick Burrow, right? Yeah. Preseason. Yeah. Like it's still alive for sure. Like it's by far from dead. So like big week from Burrow, possibly you can get him like even closer. And hey, maybe the uh well the Eagles are on a bye this week, so hey, no momentum going to Hurts, and then we could see like Burrow off a win maybe and he can uh he can kind of get those odds up and running. So um we'll hop into offensive player of the year next. Um, I think it's basically a three-man race, more of a two-man, but A.J. Brown has definitely picked oh, up okay. a lot of steam over the last couple of weeks. Um, I would say it's like CMC and Tyree Kill, they're both plus 140 right now as the favorites, and it's A.J. Brown at plus 600. Then a massive drop-off to Jamar Chase, Lamar, Diggs, Hurts, Kelsey. It gets kind of weird because if you're not going to win MVP, maybe you can get in here. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick... I think it becomes between McCaffrey and Hill, and I do think McCaffrey is a little bit more important to this Niners team, and he's having an insane running back year, which I think is a little bit more impressive as well, just because the health aspect, like a lot of running backs get injured, and McCaffrey has not slowed down. He's played through the oblique injury, and I think he's just so important to this Niners offense, and he's kind of saving maybe some of their seasons um, or some of their games, it looks like. So I'm going to go McCaffrey. I think he will win it at the end of the year. Um, I think it's going to be between him and Hill. Um, I'll throw it to Tom next on who do, who do you think is going to win it. I'm still taking Tyreek Hill. I took him preseason. I'm sticking with Tyreek Hill. He is the fastest receiver ever in the Super Bowl era to reach 1,000 yards. And he's got a chance to lead the league in receptions and yards and touchdowns. He can win the triple crown and break the record. And if Cooper Cup did that in 2021, there is no reason why Tyreek Hill should not win it in 2023. So give me Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Dom, did you pick Cup or did you pick Chase preseason? So I had Cup because we did it before he was ruled out, and then my backup was yeah, yeah, Chase. Before he got so hurt. I mean, I mean, Chase has got some steam. I don't think he's close enough, but apparently he's yeah, like, I don't know right why now. he's just flying up the uh, odds right now. Yeah, I mean, better than mine because I I picked Jefferson. Obviously, well, yeah. like it's not because of his like talent. Like, he, really he would have been chance. in here if he was healthy. He, yeah, I mean, he's he yeah. was put up so like one forty a game before uh, before he got hurt. He barely played. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Dom, are you, you're picking between McCaffrey or Hill? Yeah. I mean, AJ Brown would be a cool pick, but like he got these numbers cause he had that insane six game stretch and you have to assume that the rest of the Eagles offense will probably steal some of that. Eventually the thing with Tyree kill, I mean, he can just get 150 plus yards whenever he feels like it. He's going to get the long bomb touchdowns. So I will lean Hill. Um, is he on pace for 2,000? He's played nine games. He's just over 1,000. So I think he's just under 2,000 pace now. If I... Yeah, because he slowed down a bit uh, the last game. Let me see. I mean, he's um... still getting 120 yards a game, which is insane. Um, he's already got seven, 69 catches, eight touchdowns. So based on his current pace, like Tom mentioned, he's got a good chance to run away with everything. And I feel more comfortable picking him over CMC, but it will be a pretty close race between the two. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... So you guys both take Hill. I took CMC. Uh, we can hop to Depoy next. So basically, front there's two favorites. 
I would say basically three because Watt isn't far behind, but Micah and Miles Garrett plus 185 apiece. You got TJ Watt at plus 250 and then a massive drop off to Aiden Hutchinson at plus 2,500, Nick Bosa at plus 4,000 and Max Crosby at plus 4,000. It's crazy Nick Bosa is still in here because he has not had like a really defensive player of the year um, year by any standards. Max Crosby has been so much better than him and they're still both like kind of the same odds right now. I do think it hurts Watt a little bit because he's already won one and I think that helps like getting somebody new on the award um, and Micah and Miles Garrett both have yet to win one. I'll throw it to I'll throw it to you, Dom, first. Who do you think is gonna win defensive? Yeah, so my preseason I said Nick Bosa, and I think he has no shot right now. <laughs> he actually I don't know how, but he made the PFF like midseason team. I don't know how over, over these I, other yeah. DNs. Like that to me just seems crazy. Um mm-hmm. Is this am I looking at this right? Does TJ Watt really only have twenty two tackles this year and Miles Garrett only has twenty five? Like that seems like crazy low considering they have ten sacks mm, each. It's a little low. That means half their tackles. Are Most of yeah, tackles I think are it's sacks. just like more of the positional, yeah, the positional like kind of like limitations with the with like I guess just overall tackles. But like I'll tell you, if there was like an MVP for a defensive player, I know that's like kind of like not really deep play. Like the Steelers, I think would actually have one win this year if it oh, wasn't you know, for TJ Watt. I mean, He's kept him in. Wasn't so it many last games. year? Didn't they like struggle significantly without him? Like really bad. Yeah, yeah. He's like he. I don't think it's talked about enough how important he is to the Steelers team. Like, like strict MVP, like he is that to the Steelers uh, defense for sure. But um, yeah, he's he's third in odds right now. And I think I don't remember. So you said Bosa was your preseason. I think Micah was mine. Tom was Garrett. Yours. I said Garrett. And I'm sticking with Garrett. I'm still rolling with him. Sticking with yeah, Garrett. I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually. I'm like very tempted to take Max Crosby because his numbers look insane right now. But I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I don't know he's possible. I know, that, that's crazy. I mean, he has 56 tackles. So we're talking about positions, like comparing him to Watt and Garrett. He's got double the yeah. tackles, the same amount of sacks. Um, but he plays on the Raiders, though, which I think will hurt him. I'm going to go to Matt's mm-hmm. point. Like, TJ Watt, when he's on the field, he is such a difference maker. I think that will help him. And I know he's already won the awards so that might hurt his voting. I think that's the dumbest thing, like, possible. Like, Voter I, I hate so that stupid. so much. Yeah. Um like JJ Watt's got three. Give TJ Watt his second, so he can keep up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think if you take him off the field, that's his defense is not the same, and he's got the numbers to back it up this year. So I'm gonna take TJ Watt as my uh, midseason prediction. Yeah, um, I like that you took Watt. I'm gonna still stick with Micah just because I took him preseason, and he's technically the tied with the favorite. So kind of like Tom's reasoning still. Like I'm gonna ride with my preseason pick. Um, I still think he will win the award, um, and he's obviously on a very popular team too, and it's a good team. So like both Parsons and Garrett and Watt all on plus 500 teams at the moment. So that helps. Um, so we can hop into I guess this one's. This is like by far the biggest favorite. I mean, honestly, both offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year, there's two pretty large favorites. Um, I mean, offensive rookie of the year was a little bit of a conversation, I think, throughout the start of the year because Bijan got up to a really good start. Obviously, Puka Nakuya took like kind of the NFL by storm. Um, and then you saw basically like Anthony Richardson have a great start as well. And you're like, oh, wow, this is going to be like a really good race. And then CJ Shout is minus 500 to win this yeah, award. He's uh, yeah, next up is Puka. I mean, do we all think Shout's going to basically yeah, win this it. award at year's end? Yes. Because yeah. It's, yeah. it's like the same uh, thing in college football. Like you always talk about like, oh, what's your Heisman moment? Because like the Heisman voters will watch like only a few games and they'll just see him like shine in one uh, in one situation. Everybody saw what CJ Stroud did last week. That's going to stay in everyone's minds yeah. the entire time. So even if he like struggles a little bit, they're going to be like, oh, remember when he came back and beat the Bucks? Like I think that's just going to get him some extra votes. So I think I feel confident saying it's his. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think same thing. Tom, you agree as well. 
Um, so that basically is for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, for defensive rookie of the year, it's pretty much something similar. Like uh, Jalen Carter's minus 300. Then it goes to Devon Witherspoon at plus 300. Then Brian Branch, Will Anderson as well. Um, but they're in the plus 1,000s. I do think this is also Jaden Carter's award to lose. And I do think he's going to win at the end of the year. That was Tom. That was your preseason pick, right? No, I'm so mad at myself. Oh, I picked Will Anderson. It was so such a chalk pick that I picked Will Anderson and I I went back and watched the video actually earlier today and I and like I saw myself and I'm like I want to give this to Jalen Carter and I like was thinking out loud on the camera and I went with Will Anderson and I'm mad at myself Jalen Carter he is having a crazy year for a rookie defensive tackle four sacks two forced fumbles I thought that Anderson was going to get some voting bias that's the message I was kind of putting across when I picked him preseason but no excuse because he was not my pick, but I should have taken Jalen Carter. He was the best. He was the best non-quarterback on the board, without a doubt. He just slipped down because of his pre-draft, um, the questions around him, and the Eagles traded and got him, and now he's probably going to be an All-Pro for years to come. Yeah, um, Dom. Me and you both had Carter preseason. No, I, I also had. I think Will it Anderson. was. No, all three of us had Anderson. I went back, checked the receipts. Oh, wait, we all took Anderson. We all yeah. took Anderson. He was trying to spin oh it into him taking yeah. Carter. Look at that. <laughs> I don't know why. I he tried to bring you Carter. down with him is what happened. Damn. Um, honestly, though, I don't hate that. It's not like we were trying to be like, I guess, like, we didn't overthink it. He was like, the number three pick in the draft. Like, <laughs> like yeah. there's a perfect scenario where Carter was just like, like, kind of like in the weeds of this Eagles D line, and then like really broke out next year just because of all the talent they have. So, yeah, like, I'm not Jordan like, Davison. yeah, yeah, like, I'm not hating like us for taking Anderson. So, I'm mad at myself because I said Jalen Carter. I said I want yeah, to give it to Jalen Carter, but I didn't. That's why I'm mad at myself. Do you guys think that yeah. like Witherspoon can catch him? Because like his numbers aren't bad, but are we at the point? Are we at no, the he point could. where it's just like bias where it's like, oh, this Eagles defense, and you just like, like I, the same thing for Stroud, like, you just remember, like, oh, the defense, Carter, like. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think like yeah, for sure. And the Eagles are obviously the best team in the uh, in the NFC right now. And I think like it's tougher tougher for a corner as well. Just like less on film, less kind of like in the news. And I think he really needs to have like a Sauce Gardner second half, which is very tough to do because Sauce Gardner had like an all time rookie season. Yeah, like pure lockup interceptions. Yeah. So, like like Weatherspoon's really good, but it's gonna be tough. Yeah, um, and plus, so, um, sorry, Matt, but. Carter also missed a game, I believe. So if he winds up with like seven sacks and like one more forced fumble and like a really good run run block uh, run stopping year, he's playing like a Pro Bowl borderline All Pro DT anyway. So my like it, you have to give him the award because there are there are a lot of corners that are st- although it's a dumb argument because it's comparing rookies to non rookies, but Jalen Carter would be much more dominant at his position than Witherspoon would be. Like overall, I guess I'm kind of saying. I understand. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I agree. Um, so coach of the year, I'll just uh, flat out right now. My coach of the year preseason pick was terrible. I took Mike Tomlin. I gave the reasoning behind it. It could have been some narrative based. What's so bad pick? What's so bad about that? Fire Matt Canada. I mean, they're five and three. Coach the year if you don't fire Matt Canada. Which I guess five and three. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're five and three, so it looks a little bit better. And I think he's getting a lot out of this terrible team. But I do think like this team. I don't know. He's not even in like the plus like six odds, and I think it's tough for a veteran coach like that too. Like, there's a lot sexier picks, like a bunch of rookie head coaches, or just like teams that are breaking out this season. Uh, which one of you had Campbell? Which one of you had McDaniel's? We, we both had McDaniel's. 
Oh, you guys both picked McDaniels. Okay. So it goes Dan Campbell plus 200, McDaniel plus 400, D'Amico Ryan's plus 600, which is honestly kind of interesting. Uh, Robert Sala plus 600. Okay. Uh, John Harbaugh plus 400, uh, 1400, and then Nick Sirianni plus 1400. I think Sala's like allegiance to Zach Wilson alone should not get him here. <laughs> I don't think. Like, I think like what Tomlin is doing with, like, I don't think the difference between Pickett and Zach Wilson is all that. Pickett's definitely a better quarterback, but I think like what they're both getting out of their defenses, I'm surprised Tomlin is not plus 600 as well, because I don't think it's really much different of a story, but uh Pickett was the Steelers first choice Salah's going to the backup um I do think this is Campbell's award to lose obviously he is the favorite I do kind of like D'Amico Ryan's hmm I'm debating mine Dom do you have yours to make right now yeah so I'll like kind of help you I think if the Texans could make the playoffs then I would say D'Amico Ryan's is a really good shot of winning it I still don't fully believe that they can make the playoffs in the AFC um, I don't think he wins the award without making the playoffs, so that's something that might help you. But you mentioned it. I think it's Dan Campbell's award to lose. Um, just this Lions team since since the year 2000, the Lions have made the playoffs three times and have, and have had double-digit wins twice. Like this team, this entire franchise is just historically the worst. Like it's them, the Browns, the Jets, basically the worst franchises of the past 20 years. So. For them to look as dominant as they had this year, they're already six and two. I already predicted they'll be seven and two after this. So if they could roll out to eleven or twelve wins, it's fully his award, and you can just see he changed the culture there since even last year too when they went on that insane run. So I think it's his award to lose at this point. I agree. I'm taking Campbell as well. I think they'll win the division, and I think like even if the Dolphins win the division and they beat up Buffalo, I think like he'll still kind of like get the award just to the momentum and like you said, kind of chase the franchise around. Tom, are we going queen sweep or do you like? Well, he was your preseason pick, right? Or no, no McDaniel, McDaniel was. was. I McDaniel. really want to stick with him now because like I went back and watched that video, <clears throat> and I was like, wow, I'm proud of myself. I, I'm I'm legitimately sticking by pretty much all these guys. And if Burrow don't get hurt, fine. I think I'd be sticking by Burrow right now. Um, just I picked Bryce Young to an offensive rookie of the year, but I was right there for the rest of them. Um, Did, oh wow! But I think I Dude, do really want to give it to Daniel, but stick by him. Come on, should I? I, pick the I, I think Dan Campbell is such a, such a better spot. He's in such a better spot to do it because if the Lions, they could be the two seed in the NFC, like with very a very easy path to doing so. Um, oh no, no, I'm sorry. Um, the yeah. two or three, not just the two, um, and. If, I think they're gonna win probably at least eleven games, maybe twelve games, and like you said, like changing the culture so much. Like McDaniel, although he is doing a great job, like this Dolphins team, like they had high expectations last year, and they Tua got hurt, but they kind of didn't meet them. Now he's a sophomore head coach, and if Campbell's also, they're both not rookie head coaches. Is the point I'm making. And I think Campbell, this team really took the next jump where the Dolphins kind of just did what they were supposed to do last year with Tua being healthy. You know what I mean? And this, so I, I, I hate to go clean sweep, but Dan Campbell's doing a great job. So I guess got to give him credit where credit's The thing with McDaniel, if the Dolphins are unable to beat like good teams, I just don't think he'll win the award then. So like, I feel like... Yeah, because the Lions beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Smacked by the Ravens. They did get blown up by the Ravens, but... <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, we're all going to take Dan Campbell there. A lot of, like, agreeing in this. Oh, we halfway, we we're halfway through the season. We all have good uh, good vision on everything. True. All right, so quick rapid fire before we wrap up. Um, I picked Caleb Williams. Tom picked Marvin Harrison. Dom picked Kusan Judkins. Midseason, I guess we're a little bit past midseason for college football, to win the Heisman. Michael Penix is number one, the favorite right now, and then it's, like, Bo Nix right behind him. Dom, you're definitely the biggest college football fan out of the three of us. Who do you think is going to win the Heisman? Well, like I, when I was talking about C.J. Stroud, like the Heisman voters remember one thing. It 
seems very likely that Oregon and Washington are on a collision course for the Pac-12 championship, and whoever wins that game is just going to win the Heisman. Like, that's simply what it'll come down to. Especially in the yeah. shootout, if the, if, the, if it winds up being like a five-touchdown versus four-touchdown yeah, game. That's, it's prime time Friday night, because that's when the Pac-12 has their championship. I do think that Oregon probably wins that game in the rematch, so I will say Bo Nix, um, what were his odds compared to Penix? You said he's second. Um, it's different on everything, but Penix is pl- pretty much plus wow. one fifty, and Bo Nix is plus. Oh yeah, so they're they're clearly neck and neck. Yeah, they're so, like neck and neck. Uh, if it's yeah. not one of them, though, like if if Michigan runs the table, maybe JJ McCarthy. I think he'd be one of the worst Heisman winners ever, but he would be the quarterback of an of an undefeated team. Um, Mark, you know who's number three right now on like BetMGM and like points bet and Caesars? It... Well. Wait, is BetMGM doing like a promo? For some reason, Jaden Blue is plus four hundred on BetMGM, but plus like ten thousand. I don't know who that else. is, to be honest. Yeah, I don't I really know. get that. That uh, running back for the Texas Longhorns. Oh, I'm Brooks? really confused what Brooks? I'm looking at here. Baxter? But I have no idea. No, Jaden Blue. I, this might be honestly a glitch. I, I honestly have no idea who that is. That's there are two running backs are Brooks and Baxter, so I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. So then it's Jordan Travis, uh, JJ McCarthy, Carson Beck, and then Tom's Marvin Harrison preseason pick. So he's still alive. He'd have theoretically. To, I think he'd have Me to go nuclear. Dom are pretty to win. much dead, especially being a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up our midseason awards. We hope you guys did enjoy. If you're on YouTube uh, watching this, we'd appreciate you subscribing, drop a like, let us know in the comments your midseason award picks as well. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we'd also appreciate you leaving a rating and review over there also. So, yeah, thank you guys for coming out and listening to our midseason awards and our Week 10 preview. And we'll catch you guys in the Week 10 reaction in a few days. So, we'll catch y'all later. Peace out.